Good day, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this talk. Today is June 18th, 2020, and this is a talk on racial awakening. I think that the important thing for us to take forward from this moment in history is that we need to keep going. We need to keep going forward. There's this pattern. It's been a personal pattern for me. It's been a larger reported pattern in the community um, and nationally uh, that we get excited. We have some national event that draws our attention to systemic racism and we get energized and we have the question of what the heck is going on here we have the question come up in the mind with great urgency and great energy for a time and then, at least some of us <laughs> tend to swing into a phase of uh, letting this question fade into the background. Maybe even forgetting what our eyes were once opened to. This is not unlike any investigation. We have a question, a koan, a traditional koan or a life koan, and there is some investigative energy around it. What is going on here? And there's some confidence that there is truth that we're not seeing, but that we do have the ability to see. And we take that investigative energy and continue to call it up and apply it and things open up. The truth becomes more clear. This is true in any investigation. So as we continue to look into race and racism, if we keep our eye on these questions, however they arise in the heart-mind, the truth will become more clear. I don't know about you, but right now I am reading a lot. I am watching a lot. I am paying attention. And again, I want to make sure that I carry this kind of investigative energy forward um, past the trend. When national excitement fades, how do I keep at least my own eye on the prize. 
because I have a lot to learn still. So I said we need to keep going on this path of understanding race and racism. And I think part of this path is also dismantling white supremacy. So what is this path even? I think this path has more stages, more subtlety, more facets than I even understand by a long shot. Um, so certainly many more than I'm going to be able to lay out here. For myself, the question really truly is what's going on here? And so, again, for me, a lot of reading, a lot of studying, a lot of contemplation, and feeling through the body as we do in practice, feeling my perceptions and my ideas about things shift and settle and ground. And as I study more, because the path for me right now involves study, at least, I have faith that the path itself will become clear as it's walked. As we continue, we can use um, the tools of practice just like we would with any other kind of investigation. I'd like to introduce the term racial mindfulness. So mindfulness means we're paying attention, as close attention as we can, to whatever the object of mindfulness is. Now one aspect of racial mindfulness is noticing what happens in my body, in my mind, in my actions, in various situations. When a person of um, a race that's different than my race is present, is this different than my experience um, when I'm with people who look like me? What can I notice? Mindfulness practice precedes judgment, though judgment might be noticed as well. So if judgment comes up, then judgment is there. But mindfulness practice as a whole is best done with a wide, grounded acceptance of what is noticed. So we're just noticing. Oh, my body's tensing. Where do I feel that? Does it feel familiar? Etc. Noticing, gathering data, Seeing anything is a first step in transformation. 
noticing things about ourself and our responses, especially automatic responses, that we may not have noticed before. is important, important, important work. So committing to pay attention, to turn the attention to race and how that colors our experience. That's a big practice, that's a broad practice category. In that, Another tool of practice we want to remember is tolerance for discomfort. So just like on the cushion, we practice with having an itch or even having a pain in the body and not moving to fix it. Instead, just feeling it, growing in our ability to be present with what's happening instead of automatically um, doing something to fix something that doesn't need to be fixed. Hmm? Or unconsciously being ruled by our habitual patterns. So habitually, we move to scratch that itch. And over time, we learn to just feel the subtlety of that itch, and it really is okay. At first, maybe it's tortuous for some, but eventually it's just an itch. It's just sensation, sensation, sensation. And it really is okay. It really is within our ability to tolerate. And sometimes when we're doing this work on the cushion, it feels, um, can feel like, well, what value does this have? But the broader implication is profound. Can I have discomfort in my body? and still stay grounded, present, not thrown off by that discomfort? Can that discomfort just be? Can that discomfort be not right or wrong? When we do the work of uncovering racism, of noticing our own racism, that can be, is often uncomfortable. So again, noticing that discomfort and growing in our ability to hold it. So we have all these tools of practice that I am encouraging us to let um, flower and be used and be applied to this very uh, complex, profound koan of race. And again, I think the trick here will be to keep going, 
and I do admit that I have had significant um, slack periods in my own keeping, keeping an eye on this koan. But I think it's important enough that we really need to keep going on this. We really need to keep going. So let me talk, I'm going to tangent for a bit, and then I'll come back to one tool that I'm introducing to help us, to help me, and hopefully some others uh, keep going with this investigation. So in our group, Upright Noble Zen, uh, we have an email support group called Commitment to Clarity. And the way this works um, is that, first of all, an individual, and if you're just hearing about this group for the first time with this talk and you decide you'd like to participate, please um, follow the instructions that I'll outline here. So an individual first emails me to let me know that they would like to participate in the group. I add them to a group email thread. And then the individual lets the group know, um, so in the case of the Commitment to Clarity group, what their Zazen commitment is for the coming week. So in Commitment to Clarity, our weeks run Sunday through Saturday. And we would make a simple statement each um, Saturday evening or Sunday morning. I will be sitting, I commit to sitting X number of hours this week. Um, and also I fulfilled my commitment last week. Something like that. Very simple. And in having this forum, uh, what group members are finding is that we're encouraged through the week, just in knowing we're going to have this simple um, accountability structure. So there's no judgment. Um, we're careful not to make it in any way competitive. Some of us sit three hours, some of us sit four hours, some of us sit eight hours. Um, the, the point is to make a commitment that's reasonable for us, that's easily attainable, and then to keep it, and then to make the commitment for the next week and keep going with a um, solid Zazen practice. So that's commitment to clarity, that email group. I'll also be starting a second email group. So this group is called Racial Awakening. Very similar concept. Weeks run Sunday to Saturday, just like the other group. Initially, you'll email me if you'd like to join the group. I'll add you to an email list. And then you'll consider what kind of commitment do I want to make 
on my path of racial awakening this coming week. And you'll let the group know. Again, this should be an easily attainable goal. The point is to keep going. If we're making any commitment to continuing, and then we're making it the next week, and then we're making a commitment the next week, then we keep going. And that's the point. And again, I think I think this is a um, hump we need to get over here. <laughs> yeah. To support each other in continuing this work. When we do formal uh, koan study in Zen, sometimes there's a natural curiosity about the koan. Like, what does this mean? Or what, what am I almost but not quite seeing? Or how can I present the truth of this more clearly? And then again, in formal koan study, there's the pressure of sanzen, of the one-on-one uh, interviews with the teacher. So if the fire behind the question um, might otherwise slacken, there's the pressure of the upcoming interview hmm? to motivate um, our renewal of that question. Oh, let's ask the question again. What is this? What's going on with race and racism? Our group at, oh, so please let me know if you'd like to join this racial awakening group and we'll try it together, um, of course, or the commitment to clarity group, either one or both. Um, I'm excited about having this little bit of uh, spiritual peer pressure on both counts. Um, at Upright Noble Zen, right now, during our Sunday program, our main program, which which for now is done on Zoom online. We have a assigned reading or video every week on the theme of race and racism. So we review the the video or we read and digest the reading and we report in on that. We have a, a brief discussion. So right now we have that uh, format to support us. Uh, feel free to join us for those while they're still happening. Um, and again, it's my hope that even when we stop talking about race and racism on Sundays, we'll still have this email thread to keep us going in this uh, most important investigation. So uh, last week, we reviewed the video uh, Jacqueline Batalora's. Uh, we watched the 36-minute version that's available on YouTube. It's called Birth of a White Nation. Uh, Dr. Jacqueline Batalora has also written a book of the same name. Um, the 36-minute video was quite an eye-opener for us. Um, and I am convinced a big 
I don't want to say big piece because there's so many big pieces. So I'll say big piece, but I don't mean that we're um, halfway there, you know? There's one big piece and there's at least ten others. But um, a big piece of the answer to the question, what is this? When she talks about race as a, a construct and as a construct that was made up to intentionally divide the working class, divide the 99% and set us against each other. And in so doing, to keep us, to keep us down. So if you haven't watched that video, um, I, I do highly recommend it. And right now the other pieces that we're re we are reviewing are also on the Upright Nobles and website. Um, thank you so much for listening to this talk on racial awakening. Uh, I look forward to our continued work together and to further discussion on this topic. Uh, have a good day.